dusty ins, just cause the outs, and let's talk about, let's talk about, let's talk about. Steve Phillips Management is a bespoke agency representing a diverse roster of talented up-and-coming opera performers. I got the opportunity to speak with Steve Phillips himself on an episode of A Moment with the Arts. I loved hearing all about his new and exciting agency and his singers, and asked him if the singers he represented would like to join me on mic and give a little insight into their lives as opera performers. It was such a privilege to get the opportunity to sit down and speak with these artists as we delved into everything from mental health, prejudices in the industry, unique hobbies, and much more. So let's get to know the singers from Steve Phillips Management. Joining me for episode two is the infectious and explorative baritone Temba Mavoma. Hi, Temba. How's it going? How are you? Hi, Fergal. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Great. Thank you so much for joining me today and taking the time out of your day to have this chat with me. Oh, no worries. It's a pleasure. Um, we're going to actually start in a very unusual place. We're going to start with your decision to take a little bit of a break after your undergraduate. Um, so could you kind of tell us a little bit about that time, the decision behind stepping away from music maybe for a little bit, um, in the career path, shall we say, yeah. and the importance and benefits of this time to yourself. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I think uh, it, it wasn't so much stepping away from music. It was like singing. In yeah, because I think after I'd done I done my four, four years as an undergrad at Birmingham and uh, I just felt completely like fried and kind of frazzled from it, kind of mentally and vocally in, 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 in every way. And I just I remember um, uh, just the feeling after I'd done my final recital and uh, it's sort of clear as day. I just like I just knew that I just didn't want to do that like anymore. Yeah. At least for a, a chunk of time. Um, and it wasn't because I didn't. In, it wasn't necessarily because I didn't enjoy it. Because I think like you know I was quite proud in, in a way of, of my final recital and stuff of like course. that. It was just a, a, a feeling of relief. Okay, I don't have to do that again. <laughs> I'm quite enjoying that feeling. So yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, and then, and then I guess that. Um, so then that left a bit of a gap is like, well, what do I, you know, what do I do? Um, cause you have mm-hmm. the last four years kind of working, building, <laughs> working towards that. Planning to sing for your career and then going, Hmm, I need a little break. <laughs> yeah. So you're left thinking, what do you do? What did yeah. you decide to do? Well, I, de- I definitely took, I took a bit of time. So, uh, I didn't rush into figuring out what to do in terms of uh, jobs and stuff. Um, I knew that I wanted to stay in music. Because music had always, like, has always been the thing that I kind of just loved. And that's kind of the only thing that made sense to me in, in life. Yeah. So I knew that yeah. I wanted to stay in music. Um, and then I was so, so I started exploring all the different options. Um, but I, what, what, I sort of just found myself doing a lot of really, um, not necessarily random, but very different sort of jobs within music, sort of workshoppy stuff or projects uh, in all sorts of different um, sort of environments. Uh, Nice. I did some work in, in, a, in a prison with a friend. I was doing primary school stuff. I was working with uh, an adult community choir. Like so, it was like the, the, the full spectrum. And then, 
sort of as well as that doing uh you know playing in in bands or playing for other people's bands and it was a whole mm. mix of just like doing everything that was sort of <laughs> coming up and yeah. kind of as a way i guess of like figuring figuring things out for myself but also just you know that was what was going on so during this time did you get to explore i think you kind of meant touched on it a little bit there but different genres of music or maybe different styles of singing if you still were using your voice yeah um yeah in, in a way it was kind of the freedom to go back to because before i'd gone to conserv uh, to the conservatoire i uh, um i had you know classical music was like bottom of the list in terms of the genres i'd always uh i'd always loved pop music r&b like uh even jazz i just sort of sort of jazz and gospel while i was in birmingham kind of along you know while wow. and so i um you know i was really into those genres and so uh i, th I think i was in a rock band kind of um <laughs> as i came out of uni and then i, love I was still, that. I was still uh, then we started doing some jazz projects like a year after and so i was just sort of dipping in and diving into all all the different yeah. kind of uh, all the different genres and and i just you know i you know i loved it really um yeah I've always i've never never been a kind of single label kind of person i've always liked just music is this kind of you know universal and, and yeah all-encompassing yeah yeah um, and I love that. And can you talk a little bit more on kind of like the benefits and the importance of that time? Because we are going to get into in a little bit you stepping back into career, because I don't think it's going to be a shock that we will announce later in the episode that you are uh, following a classical uh, operatic career path now. Yeah. Um, but for that particular time, do you look back on that and go, do you know what? That was really important for me in this area or beneficial for this part of my life or my career now is there anything you can kind of align with that ah uh, yeah i mean there, there is there's so much i guess there's like perhaps from a few different angles uh one from the uh i guess the audience perspective of performing different genres but in like um you know in clubs in in gig gig venues that that's that's yeah so much more um that's kind of feels like home uh in lots of ways to me because that's what i've done as a as a teenager i've done loads of like gigging in, uh, in, in, in pubs and like bars and all sorts of venues like that. And so that kind of, feel, yeah. you feel a, a more natural, immediate connection with uh, the audience. And it's that something that I've, it's, I still very, feel very strongly now. And I sort of want in more so in, 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 in the kind of operatic classical scene is it, this feels more of a distance there. And that's something I've always had is that the, the importance of feeling close to your audience going up mm -hmm. to the masters selling cds and just that is a different vibe entirely and i sort of so that that's yeah. something that i think i think i learned a lot about that 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 side of i guess of the business if you like of what's it what's involved there um okay but then i guess um also from the workshop stuff and also from i did uh, some singing peripatetic singing teaching in schools and oh. um I, I guess you learn so much about just communicating with people and like uh, and interacting which is uh, and just general, I guess, general life skills of some of some kind that you kind of pick up in those environments. Yeah. Um, so, which which you just wouldn't, I wish I wouldn't have got. Like if I'd just you know kept plowing away, just on my you know working mm -hmm. uh, on, on my own on my on my singing. So I'm having constantly to interact with people like a my, my community choir in, in Litchfield. That's something that every week uh, you know you're interacting communicating working with uh, you know a whole yeah. group of people from di you know different uh you know different walks of life and stuff and i think that's um that's a really important part of of it so that i i sort of feel much more embedded in the whole 
I don't know, all sides of, of the music landscape, if you like, not just from yeah. the point of view, but also what it's like for someone who just sings in a choir on a Tuesday or some, you know, a, a primary school kids who just for the first time experiencing music. I think that's, it's really been good for me, useful for me to, to lap all of that up and sort of feed that into my creativity, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. more. I love that. I always think of teaching not as like an expert in the room with a student. I always see that as my role as a teacher, I need to be very curious and I need to be willing to explore stuff and I need to be willing to stay motivated by like researching and, you know, talking to the students and having that rapport. And I found some of my biggest learnings for my own artistry have come from learning through teaching, almost being the student as the teacher, if that makes sense. Would you feel the same um, along those lines? Did your teaching kind of teach you? Yeah, absolutely. I, and and maybe this is where we're coming to, but I think that's kind of what eventually led me back into, into singing was because in that exchange of, of sharing whatever it is you're teaching, but sharing that yeah. passion and you, you're you're having to hone your skills. You're having to understand things. You have to for yourself before you, or if you get, if you come into a problem where someone's not quite getting it, you sort of have to find another way of thinking about it. And that gets your, I think that gets your brain really getting into, into things in a way that you, you wouldn't, if you were, if you were single, if you were just the stu- on the student end, if that makes sense. So yeah, hundred percent. I, I learned so much from that it kind of pushed me uh, i mean there's kind of more boring things like even having to just work on your sight reading work on your like music theory and stuff like that yeah that's the sort of stuff that um I, i'm so grateful for now because i you know i kind of needed that push and and you know if you again if you're just uh doing it for yourself at home that's quite a hard thing to get motivated for whereas if you're doing it because you want to you feel that the, the as someone uh, a pupil is really going to benefit from that that kind of give, gives you that motivation to pass that on and then you find yourself actually getting into it and enjoying it in a way that you probably wouldn't if you were just on the receiving end and before we jump into you making the decision to kind of follow uh, the career path that you're on now um you mentioned in a chat with me previous about um struggling to find your voice in college can you talk a little bit about what those struggles were um, in regards to finding your voice, which I think is probably a very wide topic and probably something all singers could speak on um, and whether it's anything to do with conservatory environment or whether it's to do with age. I don't know. But what would be your experience of those struggles of finding your voice? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's like, as you say, it's actually quite there's so many angles you can look at it from. But I think one of the biggest things for me was that I'd come uh like I said, I mentioned earlier, like my as a as a teenager, I was doing like other styles of of singing, pop music and R and B and stuff. And coming to classical was later on, and and also sort of a almost a bit of a random move in a way. Um, and yeah, I, yeah. And I think it's they they are so different vocally; they're very different styles. And so I, I and I was very you know I was naive. As, I I always wanted to sing. I remember. Um, I just always wanted to be a tenor as you know, like a lot of pop, and certainly at that time, it's kind of still the same now in a way, but a lot of the big singers, the bands of pop singers or boy bands, whatever they would, they, they're just high voices. You don't get many sort of deep uh, voices. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was just always pursuing this kind of quite like poppy kind of quite high <laughs> voice, which is just not my voice, but I obviously okay. you know, I didn't really know that. And so 
um, I think I've developed a very, very bad uh, technique. Um, I mean, it's it's like it's embarrassing. The other um, a few months ago, <laughs> I stumbled across some old recordings from that time. And honestly, if if you heard me, you'd be like, okay, you've got no future as a singer. Like it's it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. I highly doubt that. <laughs> no, no, I'm like I'm serious. <laughs> But um, I, I think yeah. So I, because that was that was where I was coming from, and then coming to uh, conservatory, and and you know I, I was very very lucky before conservatory. I had this amazing singing teacher um, at secondary school, uh, well as at secondary school sixth form, um, who really was trying to help me, you know, uh, find this classical sound. But it it was yeah. I think I just never really fully latched onto it because while I was doing that, I was still singing in my bands and I was still doing this and, yeah. and so conservatory. Um, it was, I was trying to find this classical voice, but I, I guess I was constantly torn between the, the other styles of singing and which I was still kind of doing. I was, you know, I'd get home uh, to my halls uh, and I'd be recording, I'd be writing songs and just singing into my microphone the way I'd always okay. been doing. So I think a lot of it was just that the, uh, was not knowing, I, I guess, just trying to work out what the, which was my voice and like, if that yeah. makes sense, because it, was the classicals thing sort of felt a bit unnatural in a way because it wasn't as immediate, but then also it felt quite good when I was getting it right. Um, and yes. it was just a re it took me, I, I just, in fact, and I just didn't ever solve that while I was at, I was at college. Cause I was, I think I was trying to I split between too much and um, I had glimpses of like, Oh yeah, that's, that sounds quite good. That sounds nice, you know, singing operatically, but mm. it never felt like a, there was, a moment where it really clicked for me um in college I, there was always that tension uh quite as yeah big conflict really with what i wanted to do and yeah um, and i think that's eventually what kind of just made me feel so frazzled by it all because i it was just too much effort to try to try and work that out and i just ultimately well i think what every singer wants to do is you just want to be able to open your mouth and just sing rather than having to think about it um absolutely <laughs> oh my god um, if we had that pleasure of just opening our mouth and it being exactly the way we wanted, <laughs> sure, we'd all be doing it. But I, I find it so intriguing, all the stuff you're kind of mentioning there, because, um, you know, classical and opera are a particular art form. And it's, you know, there's a it's quite a high standard art form. And it's just interesting to listen to you talk about the conflicts of like having passions elsewhere or mm. you wishing to explore your voice in a certain way because that's what you enjoy listening to. Um, but then, you know, I don't know, go check out Thamba singing because I've listened to it. It's definitely a lower resonant voice, shall we say. Um, but like there's a lot of conflict in that. And I wonder, would you have any kind of advice i suppose in regards to like knowing when it's right for you and not trying to force another style or another vocal quality on you and keeping them as passions mm. but then very much listening to your own voice would you have any thoughts or advice on that yeah i think i think it's it's really hard because i think ultimately it's we i feel in my case i needed help i needed someone else to help me find my voice yeah and so it, it would be easy to say just you know just uh you know just focus on you find your own voice and, and but it, it's not quite that straightforward because we all need little we need uh, you know help from outside like even yeah. if it's things to do with how you breathe and stuff um that can have a massive impact on 
on what feel what is your original your raw sound and so it's it's quite tricky mm. so i think it's patience is probably the key thing for, for me is just not uh you know not to force anything i think it's it's quite when you if you feel like you're hitting a, a a bit of a brick wall it's it's best to just stop and and take breather because i think yeah. plowing through just it just gets more and more frustrating and i think um having patience and and just i guess yeah i guess listening to listening to people that you do like and, and maybe just be more analytical what is it that you like mm-hmm. rather than just like i love that sound you know trying to analyze it which is i think something that it, you know when certainly when i was younger you you don't have the patience to do that you just want to recreate something or you want to just go for it and actually if you sit and think okay how are they doing that um you hear someone who's really effective or really a tone that you like you know, yeah. how are they doing that and then and maybe look into and then that might lead you down the path oh they they've studied with so and so that person really thinks about this particular technique to do with breathing or something like that and and yeah, then oh, cool there's probably there's there's probably a ways to get into that, um, but I, yeah, it's it's yeah. tricky. Basically, I think there's there's no quick kind of solution to it. Very tricky. No quick solution, and also no one path. It's like you almost have to find to find your voice. You have to find the right path for you. It is a tricky situation. But I love that advice of um, being analytical and listening to something and being like, "What do I like about that?" And you know, thinking about it almost from a music critic point of view. Let's talk about the decision to go, right, I'm going to jump back into opera. I want to explore this career path again. And what steps you took to make your way back into that art form? Mm, Yeah. Well, like, yeah, I think um, the key part was from doing, I was doing loads of singing teaching in schools. I was just getting really excited about what my pupils, what the pupils were doing and how they were sounding. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And, um, and that that really brought the joy. I, even though it was through them, it was that really gave me the joy of of that brought the joy back, and made, it made sense of singing again for me, which is a bit weird to to say. But that, yeah, I, I'd sort of lost the reason why singing is 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 important, and I sort of rediscovered that through teaching. And um, and then I just found myself thinking, well, it's that thing as a teacher where you, I have this thing of you kind of wanting to in a way be the example to your to your pupils and to me it started to make less sense for me to be a teacher but then not actually be pursuing it myself it kind of felt like it felt a very natural thing to want to take that step myself and to be a better teacher or to to, rather than saying oh you know pushing my students to go to university a couple of them went to music colleges or music theater courses and stuff like that but rather than just pushing them and then sort of not that and sort of saying well you might just end up as a teacher i kind of felt like it should be like no you could actually pursue this and you could have a career out of it and and it started to feel in a way i didn't overthink it it just started to feel natural for me to want to do that um again for myself um and so i found yeah and because i was delving into technique again through through teaching them stuff i was finding oh i was finding stuff out for my for my own voice and i was like oh i should do this and do that so i think nice. my um my first step was just to get back in and just to find a way to, to start singing again and and there was um there was a group that i'd sung a, a choir in birmingham ex cathedra which i'd sung with quite a lot while i was at conservatoire and i'd done lots of educational work with them and, and projects like that uh you know after after leaving university so that was like the, the first, that was the obvious point to go for and and um and uh, conductor jeffrey was was um, uh, was just great with me in terms of bringing me back in and, and and then also just getting me to do 
solos and giving me some uh some nice. opportunities there and that gave me the 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 real thing was that he uh he booked me to do a a, a matthew passion with them at simply hall for oh wow <laughs> it's like a massive thing and so when that happened, I was like, "All oh, right, okay, now I like I have to get myself in gear." I'd been like that. I'd done a few like uh, solos for like choral societies and stuff at that point, but um, you know, I wasn't having lessons or anything at that point. So it was that was a real okay. This is the moment. I've got to you know I've got to get back in. I've got to start having lessons again. I've got to take this a bit more seriously. Uh, and so that was the that was the real op- opportunity, the real moment that got me got me back in. And then yeah, I guess from there it was just once I started working on it, once I started preparing, once I started back in lessons, um, it was just finding that how much more I, <laughs> it wasn't plain sailing, but it was, it, it no, all just made not. a bit more sense somehow at that point. And, uh, and I just started to find, um, it was a slow progress, but I started to find the, the, the pure enjoyment again. That was kind of the, the start of, of, of getting, <laughs> getting back into it really. Nice. What do you think was the difference in finding your voice at that period in your life compared to when you were struggling maybe to find your sound or your voice that we spoke of earlier on in the episode what do you feel was different this time that allowed you to mm, i don't like how i'm going to put this but be more successful in finding your voice <laughs> yeah. um yeah it's interesting i think um uh, the, the, one of the key things so i found i i started going back to a teacher that i'd met um on these uh courses in in italy that i'd done a lot what um during my sort of conservatoire period and um he had always sort of really intrigued me in terms of what i was capable of producing vocally i wasn't i was never sort of sure like uh <laughs> i was never sure 100 percent sure you know it was one of those things you'd you'd see him work with other people in these masterclass sessions be like oh yeah that sounds amazing but i just never like fully clicked for me personally um but then uh, there was this time when i was moving uh I was moving house at a certain point uh, and I found, you know, clearly clearing up stuff as you do and found these mini discs recordings. That's a, that's a flashback, isn't it? Mini discs. Mini um, disc. Yeah. You're taking us years back. Yeah. I found these, <laughs> record my lessons with him. I sort of found these mini discs of these sessions that I had and I was just like, Oh, let's listen to this for a laugh. And I was like, Oh man, that actually sounds like pretty amazing. And, and so uh, uh, I, I got back in touch with him and, and started having lessons again. And, and I think that because I'd sort of decided that this was, I was going to stop being so much of a jack of all trades and doing all these different genres, all these yes. things, it's, I sort of was forcing myself to just stick with it a bit more. And then, and that combination of then having these lessons and just trusting that this technique that I was working on was actually starting to develop um, my own sound, my own voice. And that was that was actually my real voice, not just sort of a put on. Mm-hmm. Um, that was um, that was exciting. It was uh, and uh, I I mean I have to stress it was like one lesson would be amazing and exciting, and the next lesson would be like really frustrated. I'd go uh, go away so like distressed and like, yeah. <laughs> because I think it is a, it's such a journey. But I think Definitely. what started to happen over time was that more and more. I was getting uh, used to this this kind of sound and thinking, oh yeah, this is me, and and it was a very slow progress process. But um, yeah, when you get a glimpse of that, for me, it's quite um, it's hard to describe the feeling, but you, it's very connected to to you your being. It's not just a, a sort of a uh, you know some sort of outward singing sensation. Oh, that's nice. You sort of mm-hmm. when you when, well, this is my experience when I started to sing when I started to get it right, if you like. I just really felt so at one with myself. It just like, 
it's, it's, wow. it's hard to describe but um and i think when you have the more of those moments you have you're like oh yeah okay this is this is the right yeah. path and it kind of keeps you it, it keeps you motivated on that path you know to to to, yeah. to keep with it i think that's the word they're very motivational moments mm. um and i wonder and you can give me your feedback on this whether learning what that feeling is and getting that feeling is that an indication that you're on the right track to finding your voice just with what we were talking about earlier with what advice could you offer for when it's right or wrong would you say that learning those moments of when it's like yes as you say they're indescribable but the yes moments do you think that that could be something to look for when you're struggling to find your voice and then maybe follow those little nuggets oh yeah definitely i think um yeah it has to it has to feel i mean anything i think it's the same with even any sports and stuff it's like yeah it has to feel good to, to some extent and that's that's a really good indicator and um and, you know and there's times when even now where i'll be trying uh maybe i'm working on a new piece and i'm i'm trying something that's not quite working and 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 that's always a sign that okay i'm i've just got the wrong approach here and and, and so going mm-hmm. for that oh yeah this actually feels grounded this feels to some extent easy i mean that you'll obviously yes. you're working hard but to some extent it feels easy um i always think um uh think about ten, i think <laughs> think about tennis players a lot <laughs> i always think about the way roger federer plays because there's there's something so graceful and so easy about it and i sort of feel that that's what um uh, even though he's working, you know, insanely hard. Yeah. There's something about the, the ease of the, the end product should feel easy, should feel natural, should feel graceful. And I think that's kind of become my my bar. If I'm if I'm not feeling those things, then something's out of out of whack somewhere somewhere, and I need to sort of go yeah. back and analyze. Um, yeah. I love that. I'm interested in you mentioned to me on a phone call we had the idea of finding your place and finding where you fish. Uh, could you expand on that a little bit more and maybe relate it to your college days, then maybe exploring that idea in that kind of break area, and then now maybe having found a direction where you might feel like you've found your place? Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, a, it's again, this is one of those issues that is that can be quite very wide. because it comes Yes, of all, course. All aspects of, of my life in a way. But um, yeah, I think... Uh, it sort of goes back to what I was saying about the um, the, the period after university, after music college, when I was uh, gigging, and, and uh, th- there's something that I've always appreciated about. Someone has, has this always made sense about certain environments, which is where it just feels very natural to make music, where there's there's no barrier between you and the audience. It's just a it's just an exchange of of um, something. <laughs> I don't know. What, what yeah, communication what, maybe. Yeah, just a really simple form of communication. Um, it's not uncomplicated and and what i've always struggled with with um opera in particular is everything around it um it, that for me that's what opera is at its core it's just really simple form of communication but it seems like yeah everything around it the whole world around it is kind of like feels um quite niche and it feels like it's almost like they, they you want to set up barriers in, in, a, in a way as, as as that's kind of part of it so the audience are, somehow very separated from the the, the artists and it, yeah you know the way even some of the great singers talk about what they do it almost sounds like this otherworldly thing which maybe it is but it's sort of it's it seems so hard to relate to and i i even uh, well as a conservator i really struggled um i just really struggled with the language and the world around opera i just never felt comfortable it, it's never felt 
natural and, and comfortable to me. And I think so. Yeah. I really uh, that, that was probably part of you know why I didn't want to wasn't so attractive for me to sort of pursue that um, yeah straight away. Um, so I think I, I just definitely felt more comfortable in in in, in other environments, and that's. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot. I guess there's a lot more I can say about that, but it, I think of course. It, so so part of my journey, as well as finding my my voice, my singing voice, has been to to finding the context where that makes sense to me, and 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 feeling that I can have a more uh, a different kind of connection with um, colleagues and the audience, and and a different yeah. form of, of of music making that feels that i guess maybe comfortable is the wrong word just that something that makes sense to me and i think that's something that has been a key part of my kind of what i've pursued in uh, since i've come since coming back to to singing has been trying to find mm-hmm. environments trying to find projects that make sense to me and, and uh, yeah um which is yeah i i feel it's not been easy but also i feel quite lucky that i've, I've actually had those experiences that oh yeah this does you know this makes sense, and I, you know, really been able to get on board and and feel express myself in in, in certain environments which I might not have foreseen beforehand. So, it's, yeah, yeah. And could you then maybe give us a little insight into the projects that you are drawn to? Because it sounds like you know you have quite a unique way of approaching this art form, and it's an ongoing kind of conversation that I'm having with classical musicians of finding the accessibility, staying true to the tradition, finding how it works today. Like it's such a massive conversation and there's no right or wrong answer. So I would simply love to know from finding your voice and finding your place, what are the projects that you feel you're most drawn to, whether that be, um, you know, the style of music within opera or the, you know type of shows or um yeah the type of music yeah it's um oh, yeah there's so much to say um there's like uh, <laughs> <laughs> i guess one of the key things is like stories uh so um oh, cool. well first of all i have to say that i do love the the canon i love traditional opera and i just i think at its core it's a it's a phenomenal art form so i don't want to get that twisted but um, yes 100 but i love stories that are just um more modern or like fresh in a different way. So I've been really lucky. There was, um, I did a new, done a couple of, a few, done a few new operas. Uh, one was uh, called The Life to Come, which was uh, based on the E.M. Forster novel. Um, but, uh, and uh, uh, Louis Mander composed it. Stephen Fry did the libretto. And that was, that wow. was the first taste of something that was like much more uh, contemporary, even though it's, a, it's an older story, but it felt more contemporary and felt like, and I was playing the character who's essentially an African prince, an African leader in that sense. And there was just so much that I could bring to that project that I, that was my first experience of, oh, this is, I can bring me to this rather than having to, you know, look elsewhere for the examples of how this should be done. This was my first taste of, okay. you know, doing something that was like, I could add my own artistic, uh, whatever. Flair. Flair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so story is really important. And I've, I've done, uh, something quite recently a, a piece called uh, Becky Zizwe which was, again was a story set in, in South Africa essentially um, uh, and, and that was again was ask, allowing me permission I, I was playing with accents different characters all there and and I was just just the fact that I was able to bring so much more of my own experience to that to that production was uh, just 
it's so liberating and so refreshing to be able to do that. That's a key. It felt that felt so collaborative that that whole project, and I think that's that's something that just really no that that just works for me. I love I love that environment yeah. where you, it's more collaborative and you're at, you're feeding in, contributing something to it, not just being kind of told that this is this is the framework. You know, I I think yeah, I think that's and really, maybe creating something new. Yeah, which is quite interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so stuff like that, and then I, you know, on the uh, on the other side of the spectrum, I've uh, I've got some friends. I've got a company called uh, Waste Paper Opera. Who this oh, was cool. <laughs> this was my first taste of something just really experimental, I guess. Um, and uh, they did an opera which was kind of like co-written by a, a neural network, and it was about sort of AI and stuff like that. But it was like unbelievably like it packed a punch. It was like um, really emotional as well as absurd. And, and these kind of, um, yeah, that, that project in particular just got me really excited about the possibility of what's, you know, of what's possible with opera as an art form, you know, where there's no reason for it to just stay as what it is known as in the, in the yeah. canon. It, there's, there's so much potential for it to be so much more, more than that. And, um, so I guess projects like that have got me like really excited and keep me, keep me motivated, um, you know, keep me inspired, I guess, uh, uh, about what's, what's possible. And yeah. But as you've mentioned as well, you are very passionate about the traditional form as well. And I think that that's important to say because I don't want to highlight here. Oh, you only want to do contemporary <laughs> stuff because I know you are quite passionate about, you know, the standard rep yeah, and stuff like that. As I, well. I think I think for me, it's like you've, you've the what I really want is a meeting ground where there isn't such a divide between the traditional rep. I, I think, um, you know, that's, that's the real challenge. I think, I think, you know, companies are really aware of it and trying to do something to, to get different sort of audiences and to, to this whole thing about opera being elite. And with, there's loads of people trying to deal with that. And, um, but that's a real, that's, that's fundamental for me. I want, I want even the traditional opera that I do, I want that to be accessible to, to people. And I think it, and there's no reason why it shouldn't be, but there's, I was, yeah. it's just about deconstructing and taking all the, the, the unnecessary barriers out of the way, I guess. Um, but yeah, Definitely. <laughs> that's, yeah, no, I love that. Um, just one more thing before we go, just speaking on like how you've kind of struggled with finding your voice. You've found a good path for you to find your voice projects you're interested in other areas you've explored. There's a lot there. <laughs> Do you, and like, they're obviously very creative and artistic, you know, and you've explored your art in um, a very diverse way, I suppose. Um, has this helped you to get to know yourself? And I asked this question based off a belief I have that through our, our art is not our identity, but through our art, we can learn who we are. And I would just love to pose that question to you because it feels like you've explored things in many different ways. Mm. And I wonder if that's something you would agree with or something you would resonate with. Yeah, definitely. I think um, w one thing I've been really aware of is how linked my uh, kind of artistic journey is with my journey as uh, just as a person. <laughs> because yeah. I think that they are... You know, finding you know finding your voice. I mean, it seems so sort of cliche in a way. It's it's so tied into finding who you are, and uh, mm -hmm. and so they've always those two paths have, have run side by side for me. And so, um, yes, I found I found a lot about who I am, and and that's very interlinked. And and that feels great when you 
yeah, I don't know. I can't. For me, it's difficult to separate them actually because I think when you find that yeah. moment where uh, you're doing the thing that you love and you you feel that you're doing it well, I mean, who knows? But you, when yeah, you, you hope, <laughs> yeah, and you feel that yes, I'm doing the thing I love, and and it's you know it's going well. Um, that then you you automatically just feel as a person. Yes, you feel content. You feel happy with where you are and what you're doing in in, in life. So it's it's so linked. It, the, the two are so linked for me and. Um, um yeah so i, I think I've, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a constant it's a constant journey but like likewise if you're if you find yourself kind of um in a you know and i've been through some uh you know personal things and stuff and if you have mm-hmm. those periods where things aren't going well often it's your art that's like first hit because they are so linked and you can't you know if you're going through a hard time you can't then just go on stage and just be like oh you know well i can't anyway i find that I know. difficult i don't think many can yeah 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 that's amazing. Tema, thank you so much. Um, what a gorgeous chat. And thank you for taking the time to have a chat with me. Oh, thanks, Virgil. It's been fun. <laughs> thank you for joining me in getting to know the singers of Steve Phillips Management. Join me next time with another performer. I'm Virgil Curtis, and this has been Let's Talk About the Arts with Steve Phillips Management.